Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Alec Lemus. Well, well, well. You'll never guess the latest about our bold Alec. The whisper is, he's not in disgrace after all. He's out there, he's operating, he's a fieldman again. Mm. Well, of course, it's only a whisper, it's gossip. But I'm a good judge and this is quality gossip because it's our Alex style. All that drinking, the hand in the till, the whining and complaining about yanks and pensions, the dole and dead-end jobs, even the spell in prison, cover. He's on an operation. East Germany was hinted at. And the word is, he's gone after somebody really big and really, really bad. So here's to Alec. Go get him, chum. Untie him. Get him on his feet. Oh! 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 I'll kill you, Munt. Hold him straight. Oh! Somehow, I'll kill you. Somehow. Oh! I know how much you want to, Lemus. Oh. It's what you came over to do, after all. Soften him and bring him to me. When did you last see George Smiley? Smiley? I don't remember. Why Smiley? Well, everyone remembers when they last saw someone. When did you last see Smiley? Mont. Those bastards have shaken my brains loose. Well, you did kill one of their friends. One of my men. The soldier boy at the farmhouse? He died? Yes. Good. When you got back from Berlin, you saw Smiley then. And again, when you got out of prison. Would you like a drink? Whiskey? Water. Tell me about your meetings with Smiley. Then you can go to bed. Sleep. If not, it's back to the cell and the ropes. You'll be fed on the floor like an animal. Where are we? Further east, near the Polish border. Exactly where doesn't matter. What does matter is you're in my custody. You're mine now. It was a clever operation. The brainchild, I'm sure, of George Smiley. You think Smiley plotted to get me lifted by your people so I could get close to you and kill you? You came to discredit me, defame me as a British agent, to bring me down. Yes, in effect, to kill me. You're insane. I came for 15,000 pounds and to get out of the game. Jesus. Oh, my head's going to burst. As soon as I saw Peter's report on you, I knew why you'd been sent. And I knew Fiedler would fall for it. He'd be only too ready to think me a traitor. He hates me. Who doesn't? Where is Fiedler? Nearby, under arrest. A week ago, I asked him to send me a report of his own interrogation of you. He procrastinated. Now he has circulated that report among the Presidium. He did not send me a copy. So I heard it. Oh, he told you, did he? I think I'm going to be sick. I'm going... Maybe you and the greedy little Jew have become friends. Did he offer to be your friend? Uh, Did you almost believe him? 
interrogation technique. Instill and exploit psychological dependency in the prisoner. I despise his technique. Mont. Just as I despise him, I want only facts, facts and action. Mont, I really... Smiley, talk about Smiley. Smiley. George is out. Out of the game. Limus. Wake up, Limus. Hey! Get in here and remove this wreck! He has to be killed, Liz. One man for the good of the people. And I have to do it. I'm the one who has to kill him. With my own hands, if I can. I've done it before. And then maybe... Maybe I'll get back to you. We'll feed the pigeons together. We'll get out of London and feed seagulls on an empty beach. You'll give me faith. Faith in ordinary things. Bread, listen, love. After I've killed just one more man. How do you know about Alec and me? Because, Liz, the party's been keeping an eye on you. A most benevolent eye, honestly. But why? We think you show great promise. I don't understand, Comrade Ash. Bill, remember. You may call me Bill when we're alone like this. When we had that drink together, it wasn't just to gauge feelings at local level. It was because I sent something really passionate and caring in you. Well, I do care. No, you do. So does District Congress and all the way to party centre. What does Alec to do with this? Nothing, really. But when centre takes an interest in a member, we do have to do a little vetting. Do you know Alec Lemus is wanted by the police? Yes, I saw it in the paper. He, di he didn't check in or something after he got out of prison. We rather think it's a bit more serious than that. He seems to move in murky waters, our Mr Lemus. The word is he's disappeared abroad somewhere. Yes. I heard that, too. Of course. When you got that visit from his friends, Mr. Gwillem and Mr. Smiley. Have they fed you? Soup and fruit and a very pretty nurse. Bit of a change from that cell, not even a bar on the window. Things are changing. There's to be a tribunal. Munt is under arrest. And so am I, and so are you. That's a reason to smile? Of course, Munt's arrest and tribunal are what I've been working towards for years. Despite the smile? Yes, I imagine I look as bad as you. Before he was arrested, Munt softened me, too, as he calls it. It was most peculiar. Well, that's one way of putting it. Oh, physically it was hellish, but psychologically... All the time he whispered to me. Saying what? This tribunal, how does it work? There are three members to hear evidence, the president and two others. It's held in secret. I shall put the case against Mund. He will defend himself and counter-accuse. You're still pushing your mad notion that he was a British agent. And he will counter that that is what you are. Sent here to liquidate him. What if that were true? Oh, don't be ridiculous. He tried that on me. As if I'd cooked up the whole bloody story. But you can see his argument. You are here on an operation mounted by British intelligence to entice us, or to entice me, into bringing down the best men in our service. Now, just suppose that were true. It's cock. But suppose. Would you do it? Destroy an innocent man? Munt? Innocent? All right, what if I was a target? The one to be got rid of, killed, 
Would London do that? Would you? Well, that depends. Oh, of course. On what is expedient for the greater good. As Stalin, our most powerful cynic, said. Mm, there's something of him in all of us. I think you need to sleep. I know I do. His softening of me. I wouldn't have minded so much if he'd been doing it only for the party, for the idea. But all through it, all through that torture, he whispered in my ear, Jew. Jew. I did love Alec, you know. Of course we know that. But we also know it was mere chance that brought you and Alec Lemus together. That, in turn, meant you had no choice but to, um, get your toes wet, shall we say, in those murky waters he moves in. But none of all that unfortunate stuff has changed the party's high opinion of you. He used to say people believed in things because they needed to. What they believed in didn't matter. There was no truth to a belief outside the people themselves. He was wrong. Yes, he was. Peace and freedom and equality, they exist. They can be fought for. As history shows, the party is the vanguard of history. Are you mocking me? Never. And I know that look. You're still in love with him. If Alec comes back... Well, if he does, it's unlikely to be soon. And here's why I came. This ought to show you that the party's faith in you is real. When we had that drink together, you asked about my job, about what travel it involved. And I saw that glow in your eyes when I said Moscow, Leningrad, Berlin. The proceedings of this tribunal are secret. All present must remember that. It has been convened expressly by the Presidium it is to the Presidium alone that we are responsible and to whom we shall deliver our recommendation. Comrade Fiedler, begin. Thank you, Comrade President. I should perhaps say firstly, anticipating Comrade Mund's defense, that it has been suggested that the defector Limas is in fact an agent of British intelligence planted here to sow doubt about the loyalty of Comrade Mund. This is Nonsense. It is grotesque. We ourselves sought Limas out. It was we who induced him to defect with the offer of a large amount of money. The few and fragmentary items of evidence he has provided are only the final links in a chain of indications reaching back over three years. Indeed, Limas has consistently and vehemently denied that Comrade Mund could be a British agent. He has called the idea insane. Is that not so, Mr. Limas? Of course it's insane. Out of cock. Because it would have been impossible. I was head of Berlin Station for years. If Mund had been ours, I would have known. Comrade Fiedler, do you wish formally to introduce the prisoner Limas to our proceedings? Uh, not quite yet, Comrade President. All I want to say here is that notwithstanding Limas's scepticism, I contend that Hans Dietermund is indeed a treasonous agent of an imperialist power. The penalty for that crime is death. 
And I will now briefly review Comrade Mons career. After this probationary training, he undertook special tasks in Scandinavian countries, Sweden, Denmark, and Finland, where he established a valuable intelligence network. There is no reason to suppose that at that time, soon after the war, he was not a loyal and diligent soldier in the constant fight against our party's enemies. But, comrades, you should not forget this early connection with Scandinavia. It is a connection which many years later provided him with the opportunity and cover to travel to Finland and Sweden and other countries and there to draw thousands of dollars from foreign banks. Make no mistake. Hans Dietermund has not been convinced by those who seek to disprove the arguments of history. He has not betrayed his people and his party on ideological grounds. Cowardice, weakness and greed, these were his motives. These rumors, these indications began in 1960. They came from all over the world and they suggested there was a highly placed spy in our ranks. 1960. The Yamund became head of counter-espionage. So in early 61, we obtained, by means I will not describe, they are detailed in my report, a summary of the information held by British intelligence about our own espionage and counter-espionage capabilities. It was accurate and it was up to date. It was, in fact, astonishing and frightening. And I, of course, I showed it to Mund. And he told me that it came as no surprise. No astonishment there. He said he had inquiries in hand and I should take no action for fear of prejudicing them. No action. I confess, comrades, that at that moment the thought first crossed my mind, remote, a fantastic thought. Who had the access, the opportunity, the power to provide the British with such comprehensive information? Hans Dieter Mund. Now I put that first fleeting suspicion aside, as indeed fantastic, I was wrong. So may I now formally introduce the prisoner, witness and defector, Alec Limas. Witness, what is your name? Alec Limas. What is your age? Fifty. What is your marital status? Single. But you were married. I'm single now. What is your profession? Assistant librarian. Mr. Limas, you may have spent a short time working in a library, but for most of your life your profession has been that of an officer of the British Secret Service. Is that not true? Till a year ago, yes. In all your time in that profession, the most valuable agent you ran was here in the German Democratic Republic. Karl Rimek? Right. The man you insist acted alone, in no way under the direction of Comrade Mund? Right again. So would you tell the tribunal, please, 
how Remek first made contact with your service. A colleague of mine, the name of De Jong, took his family for a picnic to some woods on the outskirts of East Berlin. He parked his car beside a canal and they walked a little way into the trees. When they got back, the car had been broken into, but nothing had been stolen. Instead, on the driver's seat, there was a tobacco tin. Inside, it was the cartridge of a miniature camera. We had the film developed. We found it showed the complete minutes of the last meeting of the Presidium of the East German Communist Party. We had some collateral from another source. The photographs were the real thing. Oh, a very promising start. Amazing. We were onto a gold mine. A week later, I took de Jong's car to the same spot. I took a thousand dollars and twenties with me. Yeah, of course, you, as head of station, took over the case because it was a gold mine. But tell me, how had Karl Riemek known de Jong would park in that spot, somewhat out of the way, and desolate, I believe, on that day? There are a thousand ways. Perhaps, but here is one. He could have been given that information by our own security police. They would have reported de Jong's car as soon as it entered our territory. Hans-Dieter Mund would have had that information as soon as the car passed the interceptor checkpoint. So would lots of other people. But only one man co-opted Remake onto the Committee for the Protection of the People. Only one man allowed him access to the most secret files of that and other committees. The same man singled Remek out for positions of exceptional responsibility and the only man uniquely placed to shield him in his espionage, Hans, Dieter, Mund. Arthur Cork. You have said before, Mr. Limas, that in your business you have to get used to seeing only a part of the bigger picture. So let us say... This picture is a chain of command. Each link should be kept as far as possible in ignorance of the others. Is that not so? Is that not axiomatic in your business? Hmm? The chain of command in Berlin was this. Limas, Rimek, Mund. What Remake was giving you, so you've said, started rich and got richer. He was a gold mine. No doubt London took an interest in the gold he was providing. Of course they did. So London, in fact, was so excited by this Midas of yours that your head of service, the man on his control, came over to meet him. Yes? You arranged a meeting between control and Karl Remake. Were they ever alone together? Did you leave them alone together? Only for 15 minutes or so. Because Control asks for those minutes? He gave me a nod, yes. And what did they talk about? I don't know. Your head of service didn't tell you what he and your golden agent discussed, and nor did your agent? Carl said it was all just chit-chat and flattery. Well, I suggest that it was a conversation about who was truly running that agent. Hans-Dieter Mund. No one was running Karl but me. No one.
May I remind the tribunal of certain facts which are detailed in uh, my written report and which I am sure are not disputed by Comrade Mund? So, as part of an operation known as Rolling Stone, Alec Limas deposited substantial funds into banks in Copenhagen and Helsinki. These funds were withdrawn by the co-signatory to the account within a week. When the money was drawn in Copenhagen, Mund was in that city. When the money was drawn in Helsinki, Mund was in that city. Not only is Hans-Dieter Mund the trader Limas has always denied he was, but Limas was paying his wages. No vehement denial, Mr. Limas? This is all just... What's circumstantial? Well, perhaps, but my written report contains many more circumstances. Yes, sightings, dates, yes, locations, photographs, sworn statements, page after page of detail. How did he escape from England in 1959? I don't know. No one knew. He was a known killer. A known spy. And he somehow evaded all your secret service and police blockades? Maybe they weren't looking hard enough. Oh, yes. Yes, the suggestion that Mund was allowed to escape so that your then head of service, Maston, would not be embarrassed by what he might expose at his trial. That was the theory. Maston had made a complete mess of that case. Nearly got George Smiley killed. All right. Here is another theory. Munt was looked for, found and taken. He was turned. He became, to save his skin and for the money you paid him, London's man. He has been so ever since. Look at him. Limas. There. There is the real chief of your Berlin network, yes? He ran it. And when it was becoming too dangerous for him, he destroyed it. Why did Mund kill Rimek? Why didn't he hand him over to me for interrogation? Or oh, no answer, Limas. I have the answer. Because Rimek's mistress knew too much and was talking indiscreetly. Suspicion was growing about Rimek. So the entire network was rotten with suspicion. So Rimek was killed. And so was his woman, because if either of them had fallen into my hands, Mont would be revealed as the traitor that he is. Comrades of the tribunal, you too look at that man. A traitor, a spy, a murderer, a betrayer of the people. His punishment must be death. Comrade Mund, do you wish to examine the witness Limas? Yes, Comrade President, and to make my own case. The tribunal will forgive me, I hope, for not having the eloquence and theatrical passion of Comrade Fiedler. But what I do have are facts and a witness. These will prove beyond doubt that Limas has been lying to Ash, Peters... Fiedler to me and to this tribunal. In fact, from the moment Lemus returned to London from Berlin, he was playing a part. 
this decline of his into drunkenness and debt and his ridiculous assault on a grocer, even his time in prison, all part of the play. Do you have friends, Lemus? Friends? What kind of question is that? Friends who might lend you money, even give it to you to pay off debts. If I had, I wouldn't be here. So there's no mysterious benefactor you can think of who might come to your aid, get you back on your feet, settle with creditors. I've told you. Do you know George Smiley? Of course. He was in the service. Bit of a legend. But he packed it in after you nearly killed him. Did he visit you in prison? What? Don't be daft. When you got out of prison, you were approached by our man, Ash. Right, in a public park. Went about it like a pansy pickup. Where did you go after that meeting? I don't remember. Pub. You went to Fleet Street, where you got on a bus. You zigzagged by bus, tube and taxi until finally you reached Chelsea. George Smiley lives just off the King's Road in Chelsea. Bywater Street, number nine. And that is where you went. Cock. I went to a pub. Eight bells, I think. I can show you our surveillance report. Well, you must have been following the wrong man. Wouldn't be surprised if you used the likes of Ash. When you asked the grocer for credit, what money did you have? I'm not following this, Mont. You're all over the place. We do wonder, Comrade Mont. If the tribunal will be patient and follow me a little further, I believe I shall lead us all to the truth. How much money did you have? I was broke. I had been for days. So what had you been living on? Scraps. I'd eaten next to nothing for a week. I suppose that and the fever that I'd had put me over the edge. Over the edge into beating up a grocer. But the library where you worked, there was money waiting for you there, was there not? Did the library not owe you wages? Why not go and collect them? Then you wouldn't have had to ask for credit. You wouldn't have gone over the edge and into prison. You wouldn't be here. Why? I don't know. I was ragged. Mixed up. I'm not even sure they did owe me. How would you know? I have made scrupulous inquiries, Lemus. I have examined every detail of your life in Bayswater. Your double life. The plot you were engaged in was certainly clever. Smiley's idea, I should think. It could have turned the defeat the British suffered in Berlin through the death of Remick and the dismantling of your entire network into a remarkable victory. It could have brought about my death. The liquidation of a man who is still, as Fiedler described me earlier, a loyal and diligent soldier in the fight against our party's enemies. I am still and will always be one of the most vigilant defenders of our republic. Waxing eloquent after all, Munt. The witness will refrain from insolence. Thank you, Comrade President. I will now make a series of simple statements refraining from eloquence and then prove them to be the truth. It was I who authorised the approach to Lemus to persuade him to defect. I would not have done so if I'd feared he might implicate me in a British plot. When the first reports of Lemus's interrogation in The Hague reached me, I saw immediately that the dates on which Lemus deposited money in Copenhagen and Helsinki did indeed correspond with my visits to those cities. This had to be more than coincidence. But since I am no traitor, I came to the only conclusion open to me. The dates were chosen after the fact 
by London to match my visits. Visits made on behalf of our Republic. I have long been aware of the suspicion about me. Insane, indeed, as Lemus has said. Suspicion that has been growing in Comrade Fiedler's mind. When he took over the interrogation, there were no more reports to me. None directly from Fiedler, anyway. But I was kept informed about how Lemus, with hints and oblique indications, nothing overdone, subtly done, was feeding that suspicion. Well, at best, Comrade Fiedler is guilty of a terrible error. At worst, he is guilty of conniving with an imperialist spy. Now, as I've said, I have had scrupulous inquiries made in London. The scheme was subtle, very clever indeed. But I was looking beyond the cleverness, beyond the intellectual construct. I was looking for the human flaw, and I found it. Out there in his self-imposed wilderness of poverty and drink and bitterness, Lemus must have longed for... What? The warmth of human contact. A companion to whom he might reveal some of the real man inside him. High-sounding words, perhaps, for what he did turn to. A foolish, vulnerable, sentimental young Jewess, whom I now call as my witness. Bring in Elizabeth Gold. No! Damn you, Munt! No! What is your name, child? Elizabeth Gold. Liz. You are a member of the British Communist Party? Yes. And why are you here in Germany? They, um... He told me it was some kind of cultural exchange. Mr. Ash did. Com Comrade Ash. He said I'd see how party groups worked in the Republic and... Then they brought me here. What is this? Is this some kind of trial? Why is Alec here? It is a tribunal. We three at this table hold very high rank in the party. We are here at the bequest of the Presidium in the interest of party security. A tribunal? Who's on trial? Is it Alec? Perhaps no one is on trial. It can make no difference to you. If you don't know who is accused, or if anyone is, we can trust your answers more. It is Alec. What's he done? Do you not understand what I said, girl? You bastard! Leave her alone! Leave! Alec, oh. don't! If he speaks or moves again, take him out. Uh, Comrade President, uh, may I speak to her? Thank you. Um. Elizabeth, listen. Our President is right. So, in his unmanly way, is Comrade Mont. We need to ask you some questions, not many, and if you're brave and tell the truth, you'll be helping the cause of socialism. I swear that is true. And it is only the truth that we are after. But why can't I know about Alec? You bring me here, and Alec's here. Comrade President, may we move on? Bravely, Liz. Well, just answer our questions, and then you can go home. Elizabeth Gold. You were Alec Lemus's mistress? No. No? Ah, maybe you prefer the word lover. You and Lemus were lovers. You met at the library in Bayswater where you work. Yes. He is much older than you. 
Who seduced whom? Uh, you're a fascist swine, Monk. Don't, don't, Alec. They'll take you out. Yes, they will. Did your lover know you were a communist? I told him. And what did you say when you told him? He, uh, he laughed. Really? A jolly man, was he? Did he laugh much? Not much. So what did he find so amusing about your being a communist? I'm not sure. He, uh, I, I think he despised the party. Despised? Do you think maybe he hated it? That's too strong. He, uh, he, he just laughed like he thought it was ridiculous. But he does seem to be a man of strong emotion. Loving, despising, maybe hating, beating up grocers. Why did he do that? He asked for credit. The grocer said no. And that's all there was to it? He lost his temper? Or was there something more? Was it a more deliberate act than a loss of temper? I don't know what you mean. Did you ever suspect it might have been a deliberate act? The gentle words of Comrade Fiedler are wise. Tell the truth, even when you wonder if a lie might not be better for your lover. I don't know why he hit the man. All I know is he asked for credit. When did you last see Lemus? I haven't seen him since he went to prison. That's not what I asked you. When did you last see him? The night before. The night before what? Before the fight with the grocer. It wasn't a fight. The grocer didn't get a punch in. He didn't get the chance. That final night, did you spend all of it with Lemus? No, I went home to my own flat. It was the final night, wasn't it? He told you it was over. You and he were finished. Oh, he didn't say that. He said he had something... Something to do. And then he'd come back to you. What did he have to do? I don't know. Why did you not visit him in prison? He told me not to follow him, just to, just to wait. Not to follow? To prison? He expected to go to prison? He attacked the grocer to put himself there. Is that possible? Hmm? Is it possible? I don't know what you want from me. You've been told what we want. The truth. In the weeks leading up to this bizarre attack, how did Lemus seem to you? Well, he, he'd been ill, off work, with some kind of fever. So you hadn't seen much of him? Yes, I'd been seeing him. I looked in every day. I cooked for him, went shopping. Mm. I understand your wages at the library are less than six pounds a week. Could you afford to do his shopping for him? Alec gave me some money. Did he? He's already told this tribunal he was virtually penniless. No, he was. All, all he gave me was a pound or so. He'd been really struggling with his rent and his electricity. They, they weren't paid until after he'd gone. Who paid them? You? Well, surely not on six pounds a week. How do you know such things? Scrupulous inquiries. Who paid Lemus's bills? A friend. What was his name? I don't know. His rent, his electricity. What other debts did this mysterious friend pay off? You seem to know everything you tell me. How much is your rent? I'm surprised you don't know that, too. Fifty shillings a week. Rather a lot. Are you in arrears? No. How do you manage? You may get the occasional pound or two from a lover. You are a swine. Tell the tribunal the truth. I, I had a lease. Someone bought it. They sent it to me. Who? I don't know. It came from a bank in the city. The letter said that the money had come from a charity. How much? A thousand pounds. Did you try to find out just what this charity was? No? You didn't ask because you knew. Is that right? You guessed. I heard in the, the street that the grocer had got some money too, so... Yes, I guessed. It did come from Alex's friend. And you still say you don't know this friend's name? No, I don't. You're a liar. I am not a liar. Remember, you little fool. My inquiries have been scrupulous. 
We've spoken to your neighbours. Two men came to your flat. Were they Lemus's friends? They said they were. They said that they would help me any way they could with money or or whatever. They told me to get in touch if I heard from Alec or if if I'd heard anything about him. Who were they? One of them was... One of them gave me his card. It, it was him that I was to ring. Smiley, George Smiley. That's enough, Mont. Let her go. I don't know what they want, Alec. I don't know what to say. Then shut up. She's just a silly little communist fool, Mont, who came in handy. You'll get no more from her because she hasn't got any more. I'll tell you the rest. Comrade Mont. We are close to the truth, Comrade President. Lemus will take us the final steps. Bring the prisoner forward. Your face. Not while she's still here. I want her out of it. She is a witness. Comrade Fiedler may have questions for her. Uh, no. She has said what she was brought here to say. Let her go. You have no questions? Do you realize what that means? Oh, yes. Yes, I realize. It was almost cleverly done. Elizabeth, go home. Go back to England and work in the party for peace and equality. Take her out, but she cannot cross the border until this hearing is completed. <laughs> if you told me, if you told me what to say... Just get her out of here, will you? All right, Lemus. Now your little girlfriend's gone. Tell this tribunal the truth. I think you know it all, don't you? The heart of it. It was an operation. My last. An operation to discredit and bring down Munt, destroy him, get him hanged or shot if we could. Which is still what the bastard deserves. Isn't that all you need me to say? Describe this operation. Said a man to trap himself. That's what Control said. Go through the motions and see if he bites. We worked it all out, backwards, if you like. Inductive, Smiley called it. If Munt had been ours, how we would have paid him. How would the fires have looked? That kind of thing. So you're leaving the service, the degenerate life? Degenerate? Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I drank a lot and got into debt. We do it all the time in England. But yes, it was a fake. Maybe not the drink, but all the rest. Money trouble, ranting on about the Yanks and my own lot. Dipping my hand in the till. Elsie from accounts, she was a big help. Elsie? Gossip. A lot of it was built on gossip. And you fell for it. You dug your own graves. Your grave. And perhaps Comrade Fiedler's. Listen, Comrade Chairwoman, or whatever you call yourself, Fiedler was as much a target as Munt in all this. He's not ours. We used him. We knew he hated Munt, and he might be primed to fall into the game. But why shouldn't he hate the bastard? He's a Jew, and Munt's a fascist. No more abuse. Do you know what Fiedler is? He's ideologically sound. Comrade Munt, do you have anything further to say? Not now, Comrade President. Comrade Fiedler? Very well. 
Comrade Fiedler is now relieved of his duty. You're all crazy. Until the disciplinary committee of the Presidium has considered his position. The People's Prosecutor, in collaboration with Comrade Mundt, will decide what action is to be taken against Limas. In collaboration with Mundt. So is it hanging or shooting? Surely to God they won't get rid of you. You're the best they've got. I played your game for you. And Mundt isn't the only Jew hater left in Germany. Liz is a Jew? Yes. I thought Smiley had left the circus. Went off to do something clever at Oxford, philology or some such thing. They say he lost the stomach for the game and his wife left him. That set him reeling, I think. And yet there was Smiley at Liz's flat, offering his card, offering money. Control did say he comes and goes. Mm, I'm sure, just as I'm sure all this was his idea. Maybe he hates Mundt as much as I do. Maybe even as much as you do. But you didn't play the game. It played you. It didn't play Mundt. But then he knew the rules. What does that mean? I believe you. You didn't know the rules either. What rules? If all this was Smiley's brilliant concoction, and I don't doubt it was, why did he go around tidying up, paying your debts, taking care of the girl? In doing all that, he fouled up your operation. Why, Limas? That damn conscience of his. A thousand pounds to buy her lease, an expensive conscience. I've told you, he's not what he used to be. He said right from the start, he said there was something about the operation he didn't like. He even said, don't do it, Alec. Something about sinister elegance. Foul. Brilliant and foul. Foul indeed. Keeping a monster like Mundt in place. Britain's monster. He wasn't the target. No, I was. Dear God Almighty. Your Mr. Smiley, so tired of the game, invented this brilliant version of it, and then, with his visit to Liz, gave Mundt all he needed to expose you and bring me down, because I was a threat to Britain's monster. Friedler, we can't. You can't. Cannot what? Go down without a fight? Up! Up. Get up now! Turn around. Hands behind back. Goodbye, Limas. Not a word. Get Liz home. Shut up! You know where to take him. I should have seen it when you talked to me about going to Smiley's house. The day I got out of prison. I would have seen it long before that. I wasn't followed, Munt. The only way you could have known how I got there was from the only man I told. Control. London wants the likes of you to stay in place. <gasps> Smiley told me about your eyes. My eyes? They're simply blue. Dead. He called them merciless. Whatever he thinks about my eyes, I am a great use to him, Lemus. I'm a great asset to your country. Are you not a patriot? When you killed my people in my Berlin, people. it wasn't attack. It was defense. A cleansing operation, the kind you're good at. Fiedler was the one beginning to see through you. Why not simply kill him? Too simple. Of course. 
Of course, too simple. He might have left documents, had allies, and the doubt would have been spreading. There's bound to be more than one man in this place who hates you. And remember this, Munt. Smiley hates you, too. You're everything he loathes, everything he's fought against all his life. Yet here I am, his loyal servant. And he was willing to sacrifice you to keep me in place. That's the game. I know the game. I may not know much else. But that, I understand. Eat your food. Why don't you eat? I'm not hungry. You may have a long journey. You don't know when you'll have the chance to eat again. What journey? Where am I going? Are they sending me home? You know where you're going when you get there. Fiedler said I should go home. Fiedler is a Jew. And he made a vile accusation against a loyal comrade. He may even have conspired with the English spy. Food should never be wasted. I am Jewish. We even feed Jews here. What is this place? Prison. A special kind. I am Commissar. You know what that is? I have a party officer here. What special kind? For enemies of the state. Spies. Spies. Editators. Those who fail to recognize socialist reality. What reality? To build communism, we must do away with individualism. The prisoners here call themselves progressives. Intellectuals? (laughs) They are reactionaries. Do you know what Khrushchev said about the counter-revolution in Hungary? He said it would never have happened if a few riders had been shot in time. If you're not going to eat this, then I must. This will not be easy, Limus. But it was the deal, wasn't it? I do Smiley's dirty work for him, and you make sure I get home. The only deal is this. I can give you a narrow doorway, narrow in space and narrow in time. If you don't make it, well, another escapee is shot in the attempt. Now, come. If I don't make it, Mund, Smiley will come after you. This time, for real. He'll crush you, like many another Nazi. He must leave now. And if he doesn't, I will. Someday. I'll come back. Please, no idle cowboy threats. Let us go now. One more thing. We have no time. The girl goes with me. That was good food. I would have thought you would value good food coming from England. The workers may be starving there soon. If the capitalist story would make them profit, they would let the workers starve. They'll shoot Fiedler, won't they? Yes. And Alec? Lemus? He's a spy. And he killed one of Comrade Moon's people. Maybe they'll hang him. I would have lied for him if I'd known what to say. Inside. I'm a British citizen. I'm, I'm not a spy. I'm a party member, a British citizen. You are a silly little Jew caught up in an imperialist plot and you are a prisoner of the state. Now get inside. There's no light. At least let me have some light. No. Don't be a fool. Get in the car. No, not without the girl. Impossible. It's going to be hard enough getting one over. Anyway, what is she? A little Jewish slut who fell into all this by chance by falling into your bed. Oh, you are a bastard, Munt. And you'll be crushed. Get in the car. Smiley knows about here. He'll know she's here. If she doesn't get back and I don't, what then? I've already warned you, Lemus. It's a narrow doorway. You may well not get back. Don't imagine Smiley doesn't understand that. I won't eat your food. I won't say another word about Alec and I won't eat. Hunger strike. You're an idiot. Come with me. Where's Alec? Move. 
Where are you taking me? Just move. I'm a British citizen. Stupid little Jew slut. Would you rather rot in here? Alec, what's happening? Get in the car. Are we leaving? Just shut up and get in the car. If this doesn't work, Mutz... You have four hours to reach Berlin. You should make it. But if you don't, if you're not there by quarter to one, this is all over. You're a fool, Lemus. She is trash. Goodbye. It was all fake. Me going to seed, all the drinking, hitting the grocer. Making love to me? They used even that? You did. Listen, they brought you and me together. One day would have been enough. Even if nothing happened, it would have been enough for them. They could still visit you, send you money, make it look like an affair, even if it an was... An affair? What did happen, Liz, was real. Your people, would they, would they have felt better about this because I was in the party, using a, a communist to catch a communist? Maybe, but that didn't matter much. Like me, you were an operational convenience. I could have stayed in that prison, couldn't I? Mum didn't want to let me go. Why did he? Why? I expect he'll use our escape to show that there must be other Fiedlers on the go, and they'll have to be hunted down. It'll make him even stronger. By killing more feedless, more innocent people. This makes me sick. How do you think I feel? Sick. Shame. Anger. Smiley said it was a foul operation, but it worked. And that's all that matters? Yes, it is. It is. Fiedler lost and Munt won. London and Smiley won. It worked. That's the only rule. It worked and the killing goes on. This from a party member? First time I've heard a communist preach about the sanctity of life. Yes. Yes, you might well have been left to rot in a stinking cell in a worker's paradise. Or Munt could have had you shot tonight, next week. Your party, your faith, it was built on the corpses of what you call innocent people. Millions Fiedler of them. was innocent and a decent man. You destroy him. You save Munt, a, a Jew-hating, vicious Nazi. That's not what I thought I was doing. I thought I was going after Munt. It doesn't matter. That's the game. London needs Munt. Why and for how long? I don't know. They need him so that the great moronic mass you say you love so much can sleep at least one more night safe in their beds. Are you trying to make this seem noble somehow? Dear God, you've no idea, have you? People in this business, they're not noble warriors, saints and martyrs. They don't sit in London like monks renouncing Satan and Lenin both. They're a procession of fools and chances, pansies, sadists, cowards, daredevils, drunkards, and some of them are brilliant. They don't do this for peace and freedom. They do it for the game, to give some kind of purpose to their mean little lives. Or they do it for money, or for any number of other reasons. But they do it. I do it. And you can sleep one more night in your safe, warm bed. I can't imagine sleep. We're not preachers, Liz. We're the ones who try to keep the preachers from blowing each other to dust. And everyone else with them. It's wicked. Oh, no more preachy it words. It is. That kind of contempt, it's wicked. I'm sorry, Alec, but it's true. Shut up. Just sit still and look ahead. Move on. Dive at 30 kilometers. No more, no less. You're going over the wall. Not through any checkpoint or gateway. Over. Jesus. It's the only way. Only one detachment has been briefed. They've been told you're being infiltrated into the West. 
Once you get to the wall, there is no turning back. If you fall or get hurt, whatever happens, do not turn back. Understand? Yes. I hope so. All three of us are in great danger. Take the next left. Drive steadily. A little more slowly now. There's an alleyway coming up on your right. Go in there. Good. Slow still. Where are we? North of Bernastrasse. Okay. Enough. Stop here. You see it? I see it. You'll find metal spikes in the bricks. The climb will not be too difficult. You go first, then pull up the girl. And the wire? Three strands of it. It's already cut where you climb. All you have to do is pull it towards you. It will open. It better. You see where the searchlight beam is on the wall? That is your spot. When the beam moves away, you walk directly there. Don't run. Walk quickly. You will have less than two minutes to get over. And remember, no turning back. It's almost time. As soon as the beam moves, you move. Bye. And good luck. Do you know what I wish I was doing now? What? Feeding pigeons. Or maybe seagulls. It was a shock when you walked into that courtroom. I can imagine. I mean, I've forgotten how young you are. A girl. A woman. Why am I here, Alec? What did you say to Mont? You must have said something. I told him we had things to do. Pigeons to feed. It's moving. Come on. Good. Is it cut? Yes. Plenty of room. You all right? Fine. You're almost there. Step up one more spike. Then give me your hand. That's it. Well done. Just a little more. Don't look back. Don't stop. Just come on. Come on, Liz. No! Liz! Alec, jump. You have to jump. Smiley? Jump now. I'm holding her. They've shot her. You have to let her go, Alec. Oh. Good. Now get down here. Alec, no, don't go back. You must not turn back. Do not. Excellent malt. I brought it with me from London. Yes, Alec only ever drank the good stuff. He would have understood, George. The game we played, how we used him. I know he would, Peter. Almost made it. He was almost over. Yes, he was. How long, George? How long do we keep Munt in place? Impossible to say. Yes, of course. Another? Yes, thank you. One more. Why did he turn back? For the girl? 
Alec Lemus couldn't leave a girl. Maybe he just wanted out of the game. In from the cold. By turning his back on us. You could put it like that, I suppose. In the final episode of The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, Alec Lemus was played by Brian Cox and Liz Gold by Ruth Gemmell. George Smiley was played by Simon Russell Beale, Fiedler by Henry Goodman, Munt by Sam Dale, Peter Gwillem by Richard Delane, The Tribunal President by Siobhan Redmond, The Commissar by Liza Sadovy, Ash by Jamie Newell, and The Agent by Stephen Hogan. The Spy Who Came In From The Cold was dramatised for radio by Robert Forrest from the novel by John le Carre. The producer was Patrick Rayner. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.